0: Hi, hey, hello everybody, FPL teacher here congratulating people who sold Cancelo for Luke Shaw as United ran out 3-0 winners with the fullback now on the score sheet. Once again, we examine how Man United continue to do well without truly impressing tactically while looking at what Bournemouth did yet again to cope with another series of injuries, this time reverting to their original formation. United's 4-2-3-1, finally rightfully playing van der Beek in his favoured number 10 position, but with multiple workers surrounding the young Dutchman, with Bruno Fernandes playing a relatively free role while Casemiro and Eriksen operated from deep midfield. This particular Man United setup had a more industrious feel compared to an overarching setup that has previously dismantled greater and stronger sides. Going up against a relatively compact and disciplined Bournemouth side, it was about exploiting the spaces that momentarily appeared so that one of their brilliant passing players from deep could set up somebody in the box. Firstly, space in central midfield was at a premium with Eriksen constantly being marked out of the game. So United had two solutions progressing the ball from deep. Number one, Casemiro dropped an extremely deep, basically in line with the centre-backs, playing Luke Shaw at left back and Diogo Dalot on the right eventually into play. Secondly, as they progressed into the final third, Casemiro from the right side played a lot of crosses from deep, while at the same time Luke Shaw obviously from the left had a lot of opportunities to bring the ball into the box. Having said that, it was just a matter of having the right player in the right positions as Marcus Rashford, once again with his dribbling ability, won the free kick that allowed Casemiro to help United take the lead, deservedly. So there are two ways a top six side would typically dominate against a lesser side. Number one, they could play on the counter attack, relying on devastating pace as well as excellent passing quality from deep. Secondly, they could stifle the game and basically see it out with player quality eventually shining through, overloading certain positions with deep and progressive runs. For FPL purposes, it was actually relatively satisfying to see it, you know in a long while for once that Man United had players that would have buccaneering runs either towards the edge of the box or towards the byline with Luke Shaw of course impressing with his goal here but Diogo Dalot as well as Christian Eriksen repeatedly making runs from wide diagonally into midfield something that we've not seen since the end of last season basically so the consistent pattern or at least sequence of play would be that United would progress the ball down the right side Eventually, either crossing towards the left for Ganacho when he came on for Van der Beek, if not for Eriksen who would actually play across or shoot from the edge of the box. For FPL purposes, United's assets fit into the narrative. Bruno Fernandes would play the workhorse role assisting the assister for the right side to eventually cross for the left side, which is Rashford, Ganacho, or Luke Shaw himself to eventually benefit. Bournemouth, who unfortunately had to sacrifice Kiefer Moore in order to make way for the likes of reuniting Billing and Solanke as the duo up front. Now, supplementing this front two is an industrious midfield of Christie on the right side while Jadon Anthony kept his flare pockets on the left. Bournemouth arrived at Old Trafford with a relatively straightforward and easily executable strategy. Press down... Christian Eriksen and Marcus Rashford as hard as possible while forcing Casemiro back. If not, defending as a compact unit of 4-4-2, breaking into space when needed. Even at 1-0 down, Bournemouth's counter-pressing was extremely cohesive, looking like the score was still 0-0, and really it was just sad that they had to wait until the hour mark to really create chances for themselves. Now, as the away team, really it was just a miracle that they could create chances like this in the first place. So we have to give credit to the entire right flank for being industrious enough to stifle Man United's attackers for most of the game while at the same time creating chances for themselves. The key catalyst came on the right side, where Ryan Christie and Adam Smith worked together to double up against Marcus Rashford while breaking into space themselves. Now it took until the hour mark before they produced something fruitful for Billing Solanke as well as Jaden Anthony, but the passing sequence remains relatively clear. The right side creates for the left, and it's just a matter of whether they translate this performance into goals. Having said that, the narrative usually revolves around Jefferson's Lerma's performance as the glue between midfield and attack. The Colombian midfielder injects an extra class in his passing quality, and several times in the second half, you would see Lerma attempt to find Philip Billing on the left side in particular, using his diagonal through balls. and. Of course, he still has his deficiencies through set pieces, but with an upcoming schedule of Brentford and Nottingham Forest, it's unlikely that we see certain midfielders or even defenders venture into this area as Luke Shaw and Diogo Dalo did. Now, for FPL purposes, that doesn't discount the fact that there are certain playmakers that will take advantage. With Brighton and Newcastle coming up next, we can almost expect the likes of... Newcastle's Miguel Almiron to come into the fray, while at the same time, Brighton's new strike duo of Ferguson and Samiento will almost certainly operate exclusively in that area for the wingers to benefit. The narrative surrounding Bournemouth at the end of the day is relatively straightforward, but for Man United, things are a lot more intriguing. Transitioning from value for money into a truly top six elite side requires some doing and in this particular case, Eric Ten Hag has to be given all the props. Having a forward that is informed I'm not talking about Martial here, while having a supporting cast that can supply quality passes from deep combined with a workhorse Bruno Fernandes-like figure that can create space is almost reminiscent of the Ole Gunnar side that had no strikers, I think two seasons ago now. So the difference here is that they have a manager that is able to control the tempo of games consistently now, winning without impressing. A key to sustaining momentum in terms of results from game to game And that is almost certainly a gem for FPL purposes Considering their double game week on the horizon This is FPL teacher who will review Southampton Nottingham Forest up next